0: Come on. let's talk
1: about sex. Let's play a little bit of Steven's material, oh, the part you've word. been super excited about. All right. This next clip is by Steven Rogers, oh, and boy. it is called—what what do you call it?
2: I would say uh, it's my, about my new girlfriend. It's about how she flirts weird and what
1: she's okay. like. Got it. Got it. So this is um, his new fake girlfriend. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> and it t- gets into my the type of woman I like. Oh, okay, great. Interesting. And former guests? She's a, she's, <laughs> mentioned, she's mentioned.
3: All
2: right. Yeah, she picks on me and calls me names. Yeah. She says that's like teasing and that's how she shows her affection. If that's true, if people do that, there was a lot of guys in grade school that wanted to date me. <laughs> I thought I was running for my life. Turns out I was just playing hard to get.
1: <laughs> Hold on, I want to stop right there for a second. What I love about this is, is nothing. No, what I, love, what I love about this is that it's it's a gay joke. It's a gay joke, and you've you, you've completely hidden it under your own experience being bullied. Oh, like like, do you see what I'm saying? Like it's and it's it, not a malicious gay joke. No, no not at all. But it, but it touches on what is effectively not exactly a clean. Um, topic, but you can't tell. Like you almost didn't even know. What you I said. didn't know, <laughs> yeah. well, you look, idiot. You don't know idea. your
2: own material. <laughs> no, I know my own material. That one, I mean, that one's more
1: about my current girlfriend flirts by bullying i know but the the device that you use to the analogy that you use touches on oh i didn't even think about that Uh, exactly yeah 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 yeah
4: these also uh, little girls bully little boys too so it could have been oh yeah but it it didn't
1: have to be gay steven
2: (laughs) 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 and that joke yeah yeah gay bashing steven rogers you know what you're right it is but i i've Disguised it so well that I don't even see it <laughs> That's um, mastery That's mastery when, <laughs> when you're such a, a Genius you're an idiot yeah. well, see, You're such a
4: nice guy and such a Sweetie poo that uh, you that's, Just that's made a album title. You just is. made a room laugh and like 75% are laughing for the reason that You you wrote it yeah. and then Other people are laughing with like another Built in response they're vis- Visualizing something a little bit different maybe Then you differently than
1: you of, intended like some you know some kid like hitting on you and hitting you well uh, the, yeah
2: the old version uh, it, it's it's funny i did the old version was a more of a gay joke uh-huh so i've cleaned it you de, de- you it, up it so much yeah. yeah you know i i have the secret straighten it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, <straightened> it up. <laughs> I found i i found that it was so over the, the fluid top. writing process i was <laughs> like i was like guy my guy friend's would make fun of me. And I'm like, Oh, you're in love with me and that kind of stuff. So I, I was like, "Ah, I don't like how this goes. So it it always has been my guy that guys would pick on me. Mm -hmm. turns out they love me. Mm -hmm. So that is, yes, I've, totally forgot that that's where i was taking it from
4: we know you are super conscious of hurting people's feelings yes. and you don't want to yeah. we mean that like you're shedding light on something that you didn't know you're shedding light on which is like bullies have repressed feelings oh. in general <laughs> yes. so you're already being like oh they yeah. liked me they did They're like unhappy. me a lot yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah. we don't yeah i just felt
2: you get like really into it no, like no, am no. i a homophobic <laughs> comedian no i i forgot That I was doing that, a a little bit of that, Mm -hmm. where the joke is oh, all those those guys that that were that ruined my high school years they just loved me that's all it was yeah right yeah that i forgot all about, i love the way is you phrase a, it. which is a
1: joke of reversal um it's also a, a it's also a joke of it clearly like that's very unlikely that that's the case right, so right, you're right. being dumb of as course. well so yeah. you got two yeah. yeah all right by the way
4: let me just say something also uh i noticed in the laugh that you got in that uh this is Probably the biggest venue laugh that we've heard a guest uh, perform yeah. to. It was yeah. just like I thought this might be at like a comedy club, and it was like, yeah, it was uh, like yeah. oh wow, theaters, nice, oh yeah, uh, sweet. I'm very jealous. All right, <laughs> let's keep going.
2: I thought I was running for my life. Turns out I was just playing hard to get. It was... I had no idea. Yeah. she's uh, she's better than most girls I- I've dated because uh, she's straight. And This is true, four of my ex-girlfriends have come out as lesbians Yeah, now it's gotten to the point If I'm on a date with a girl, I'm like You just haven't met the right woman yet (laughs) You know how like when a guy gets rejected And he's like, ah, she's probably a lesbian I know she is (laughs) And four is a lot After the first one, you're like, oh, okay Two and three are like, wow But after four, you're like, am I a lesbian? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) I figured it out. If you look at me, I'm a perfect starter lesbian. (laughs) That's the applause break. That's the one. You guys are great. I figured out I have a certain type of, of woman. I like, it, I like that athletic girls. Every girl I've dated has been a tomboy. Like, they did play softball, field hockey, or soccer. I'm just dating the sons my dad wanted. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, after dinner, will you play catch with him? <laughs> I just like strong women. It's just always been my thing. I'm very attracted to strong women because my fan... Sometimes I want to feel safe, really.
1: That's... <laughs> <laughs> Real quickly, uh, have you been on shows with Caitlyn back-to-back? We have back-to-back... Yeah, we co-headline together. Sometimes. Oh, that's... I really want to see that. Do they
2: know you're dating? Uh, at the end of the... Sh- it's, it's happened a few times where e- either we... The closer will mention it near the end. Like, Mm -hmm. if I go last, I'll say, You met her earlier, and then, or she'll say a
1: joke about me, and then. That was Steven. In case people don't know, so Caitlin Palufo yes. is uh, Steven's boyfriend. Caitlin Palufo is a fantastic comedian. She's so funny. She did the Jeez. energy episode. She did yeah. energy. So the episode is is on energy. So yes. go ahead and look that one up. It's
2: funny. Yeah, and it's her material is great. Material's great. Yeah. 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 She's fantastic. Actually, the... Can clip, we get her back? Well, yes. Yeah, come on in. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm over here. <laughs> the clip I'm Brian she, Regan. The clip she played for you guys, I was at that show really yeah that was at syracuse my home i was at the club oh that's awesome yeah trying to get her to date me yeah actually uh,
4: go ahead oh i just uh one time i i texted caitlin i was like i have a comedy crush on your boyfriend (laughs) i was like he's such a sweetie and then she was like she he's really jealous of me because i i I got to do your
2: podcast (laughs) i loved (laughs) the episode i was like oh i want to do this now yeah, so and then sometimes we don't mention it at all, and people come up and go, "You guys should date." Or, <laughs> or oh, that's s- funny. Or they'll say, uh, "You guys, uh, are you guys dating?" And there's sometimes where people are like, "I knew it." And so it's like, oh, that's because we describe both of us describe who, what kind of person we like. Yeah. I
1: would love it if you, when they say that you should be dating, if you guys pretended like you weren't, and then oh. you and then you acted, you're like. I'm, Maybe we sh- well, Oh, I've faked, uh, uh, faked asked her out a few times In
2: front of yes,
1: yeah. yes. Alright, let's keep going
2: Sometimes I want to feel safe Really That's... <laughs> I want to be in a bar one day And have a guy come up to me and go Hey man, you got a problem? I'm like, no, but you do <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen her? She carried me here
3: Because <laughs> I can never be the
2: protector In a relationship The best I could give my girlfriend if we're attacked is a head start. Keep running, honey. He slipped on my pee. (laughs) All right, that's it for me. Thank you so
3: much.
4: slipped on my get that guy off the stage that is a good way to do clean comedy by the way that's that won't like hurt anyone's feelings is when you do lines like the I just want to feel safe you're already like you're securing securing your insecurity as the comedian yeah yeah and everyone wants to root for the guy that doesn't know how to root for themselves and that's (laughs) what you're doing in that bit yeah and that's a perfect way to secure yourself as a comedian that won't like hurt other people
2: I I felt safe for Making those jokes at my expense, like the the ex girlfriend thing is true and all that, but like uh, you, you could you could easily say, uh, why don't you date a strong woman? They'll make you feel safe. But I'm like, I don't want to make them the. They're not the. Gargantuants or anything I'm making a joke About how I love my girlfriend Because she makes me feel safe Yeah It's all
1: about by, me really. Yeah But when you By taking it on yourself Yeah um, And making you The butt of the joke It's so much more fun Because yeah. Yeah. if you do it The other way People are like Wait I think I feel bad For the girlfriend When an yeah. asshole mm-hmm. And yeah. by the way How tired is that trope My shitty girlfriend My shitty wife
2: Oh yeah you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I hate
4: ball and chain comedy I uh, yeah. got, The worst
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like an M. Night Shyamalan twist Because the comic's The ball and chain yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: I feel stuck listening to you.
1: Yeah, I love, I love that. It's
2: great. Pebble and chain.
1: <laughs> I'm the
2: pebble for Yeah, oh yeah.
1: You had an I know I look like joke in there. Oh um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I know I look like jokes are. Uh, I hated them when I was first starting, and I realized, and that you have to. It's you don't have to, but man, if you don't, it, it, it's it's just it's just I don't know. It's almost like a you're. It's part of establishing a relationship with an audience. Yeah, is acknowledging what they're seeing. Yes, um, and or pointing out something they don't quite see yet, and then it snaps into place. Like right. I cannot see starter. like cannot not see starter lesbian now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like I, I can't. I looked over. He was like, oh shit. Yeah,
2: <laughs> unfortunately, always kills. And I know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, they, yeah. We were talking about yours. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. David has the is the a master of I look like jokes. Like every time I've seen him, he's got a killer. I look like joke. And like, and some people you're like, I think it's the way you do. You present your look like joke because, uh, it's a way of telling the audience. Yeah. I'm in the room too. Mm -hmm. Even though I can't see myself, I also see myself. Mm -hmm. So now everything has been taken care of.
1: Right. There's no nagging. Right. It just sort of solves the self-awareness problem that, um, if an audience feels like you're not self-aware, it is almost impossible for them to connect with you. Right. Right. Ag- agreed. Yeah. I can't remember which guest said this, but it was that uh, lack of self-awareness is a disease in comedy. Oh, that's great, um, Allen. Andrea Allen, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really stuck with me. Um, uh, so
4: Cause she was talking about a hot guy That kept talking about doing bits About how he was unattractive And uh, she was like this is making people angry <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
4: really, uh, Yeah I got rid of those jokes I, oh God, I, don't bring it up. I was just thinking I don't It's really hard for me to do I know what I look like Unless I have stupid mustache like I have now mm-hmm. Because then people are like I don't want you to tell me what you think you look like oh, of right course, now, of course Of course Cause it's just, I don't know. Cause
1: you, uh, um,
4: I just started doing
1: you it. Ju- you, yeah. Cause you, it's so difficult for you to do. I know I look like jokes cause it's, it's like, why not just say the truth about how gorgeous you are? <laughs> yeah. Why not just well, tell
4: everybody? I just started. <laughs> I, but if, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't want to, are we in the in-between record right now or are we recording right now?
1: I mean, we're still recording, but.
4: I've been doing a bit about how. Uh, I would never say I'm good-looking. You can't because it's off-putting. The only way you could say you're good-looking is being like, well, my dad's hot and my mom's hot and I'm not adopted.
3: And that's that's been a good way because
4: I'm I'm glad that went over well because I hate saying I'm sexy on stage.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you you prefer Facebook, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do I say it on Facebook? You did the other day. Yes. Oh, hot guy comedians? Yeah. 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 I don't mind doing that. It only upsets people I don't like anyway. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I mean there, look, there has to be something ugly about you.
4: It Everything well else. That.
1: Everything no. else. I was, I was giving you the most backhanded compliment and you didn't take it. <laughs> no, I
4: refused, <laughs> Jeffrey. Well, I thought I all was right. beating you to a punchline, oh, you okay. were gonna <laughs> say. Uh,
1: that's funny.
0: Come on. Let's talk about sex.
1: This next bit is by Ismo Lykola. however you say that. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Finnish comedian, and I don't think he has an album out in the United States yet, but he has a bunch of them in Finland, so learn Finnish, and then. <laughs> I love <laughs> this guy. This is off of YouTube. Yes, he's, he's quite a, lovable. So good. Yeah, so good. Uh, this is from 2018, and it's titled Chivalry is Dead.
0: This is a thing I hear people sometimes say, they say that, Chivalry is dead. They sometimes say that chivalry is dead. I think that's, think that's good. I I wasn't a big, I wasn't a big fan of, like, swords. (laughs) But I think it's pretty weird that chivalry actually used to mean, like, knights and Swords,
3: you
0: know, like crusades and sending people with swords. But now, Shiva remains like opening a door. I think it's a pretty big leap in the meaning of a word. And I don't I don't know if it's that accurate. I actually went online and Googled chivalry. I found the code of the night. The code of chivalry. I read the whole thing. Didn't say anything about helping to carry shopping bags. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was mainly about always obeying the king and stabbing people with swords. You know, I, I think we have misinterpreted chivalry. <laughs> And I think it's kind of silly that we still, in the modern times now, can admire how how women were treated in the medieval times. Like, I think it's way better now than in the days of uh, chivalry. Like, like, sir, can I vote? Uh, Madam, you may not.
1: (laughs) He's bowing honorably, (laughs) tipping his hat.
0: Politely, but no... (laughs) You may cook. <laughs> <laughs> I think being fair and equal is way more important than. human but, but has even these ridiculous. I think the hard, like the, I think that the, the extreme, the the, the the like the hardest form of sugar is is the jacket in the puddle.
3: Like you know
0: the, like in old movies, you can see like it a puddle of water, a puddle of water on the street, and then. And the lady has to cross the puddle. The gentleman, if he's a real gentleman, (laughs) has to take his jacket, put the jacket in the puddle. And the lady wants to cross the jacket. Like, that is the stupidest.
3: Like, I
0: don't know who came up with that. But I think I could easily come up with, like, three other solutions. (laughs) And they would all be better than put the jacket in the Putting the jacket in the puddle. I think putting the jacket, it's, it's not even stupid. It's, it's, it's worse than stupid. I think it's ironic. I think it's a little bit ironic. Who do you think has to wash that jacket? <laughs>
4: I, that was incredible. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love that bit. So I, much. I love it. I will say something uh, that I think works for clean comedians, um, or that works uh, about doing clean comedy. If you, when you are it, when English is your second language, there's something about the way that people speak when they've just learned English, even if they're completely fluent, where there's a precision to the way they say every word mm-hmm. that's inherently funny. And there's not much room to deviate to some kind of like weird slang curse word unless the joke is that they're about to talk about curse words. Right. right. And I think that's what makes that even funnier. I mean, that bit would be hilarious if it was just like someone with that, you know, born in New Jersey said it. But the way he paces everything is so specific Uh and it's so much funnier the way he does that.
2: I like it. And it also kind of reiterates word economy. The guy learned our language, and uh, was like, "Oh yeah, I shouldn't curse here because uh, that I don't need I don't need this word." And like on the outside looking in, it. yeah, he didn't f- find a purpose.
1: You learned our it. language. He came here. He took our jobs. Ha! <laughs> Taking
4: my clean work.
2: <laughs> yeah, my clean comedy. <laughs> He's finished. They come over here. <laughs> I, I love that. I worked with him before. Really? Thank, yeah. That's Thank, awesome. Thankfully, uh, when you introduce him, you only have to say "ismo."
1: <laughs> no really? He doesn't. Make, I didn't even get the first name right. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Izmo, Okay.
2: Yeah, he doesn't want. Uh, You don't have to say his last name, which Mm. was a miracle, (laughs) because it's it's a hell of a last name. Let's talk
1: a little bit about this bit. Yeah. Uh, It is... Perfect. (laughs) It's so brilliant. It really is. It's so brilliant. He even says, and a lot of comedians... It's really weird to do this, to be like, here's the reason it's funny. Mm-hmm. But he does that. He goes, it's not even stupid. It's worse than stupid. It's ironic. He's like, I'm about to tell you what the irony is. Here's yeah. the irony. Like, that is really rare.
4: He might be capable of that because of the specificity about his um, way of articulating the bit in that he's he's uh, an English
2: speaker but not um, native. Yeah. native. yeah. I could see another comic... Just saying, hey, you idiot! Mm-hmm. Do this instead. Mm-hmm. But he, he doesn't even fill in the blank. He doesn't even tell you his three things. No, which I loved. Yeah, it made I wanted him when he said them, and when I realized he wasn't going to do it, I was like, ah, that stinks. And then he, the reason he didn't do it is because he's like you got this at the end that's way better than any of the, uh-huh. uh, the things that are better uh-huh. is you're actually screwing over your woman more Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes.
1: in that time by doing this. It's mm. so great. It's so great. And I think that is, uh, one of the cruxes of clean comedy is that you point, you point out ironies mm-hmm. a lot. And that's of course, comedy across the board, of course, but there is a certain, um, because you're not you're not adding shock in, yeah. Because you're not um, titillating people with sexual uh, innuendo or outright explicit sexual right material, you have to really nail what is ironic about something. Yeah. What is what is absurd? What is weird? What is scary
2: about this? Mm-hmm. You don't have any easy outs. Not that dirty comedy is an easy out, but. If you want the bit to be as good as this one is, mm-hmm. you do have to make sure, like you said, you're nailing everything that you're saying.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, like, even that—I mean, it was uh, an audio, but you can't see the movement he's doing. He does the— pl- I'll, I'll include a link uh, for so people can see it. You yeah. definitely should see it. You see him do the play aspect of the guy who's being—
1: The chivalrous just chivalry- gentleman.
2: Yeah. yeah. Just— Oh, yeah, like the way he moves his hand is so subtle and Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. And this bit, as far as Queen goes, back to the limitations create creativity, if I can't show women fighting, calling the guy an asshole, show how the guys treat women like shit uh, in other ways, what can I do? What can I play up? And it makes you look at what's hidden that Mm -hmm. not a lot of people see.
1: Also, it clearly demonstrates his fundamental... Clear, crystal clear understanding of what irony is. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people and a lot of comedians don't get that meaning of the word, which is that (laughs) the effect of what you're doing is the opposite of your intent. You're trying to do something and you achieve the opposite. And that is that's irony that is it's that's yeah. not just like it's not i I didn't quite get it, no, 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 if it's the opposite, we love that, yeah <laughs> audiences love that shit, yeah, humans love that shit, oh yeah, uh, and he clear he so clearly gets it that when he lays it out in those like just so few words, it feels so good, yeah,
2: <laughs> and the what a great point on top of his obvious point that chivalry is bad irony is stupid is worse than being stupid
1: <laughs> no, yeah oh yeah
2: that's an interesting what a great point he uh-huh. made it's not just stupid it's worse than stupid it's, it's worse Iran. than stupid yes
1: yeah good intentions
2: that are doing the complete opposite in your
1: attempt to treat women well yeah you make it worse for them yeah, yeah. yeah. so great uh, <laughs> great bit
3: that's
1: oh really this next bit is by Ray Romano. It's from his 2019 Netflix special, Right Here Around the Corner. And we can call this bit the sign of a great story.
5: Any newlyweds? Any engaged people? Newlyweds? Anything? What? What are you? Just got married a, a month ago! <clears throat> <clears throat> where, um, where was your bachelor party? Do you, are, are you. Th- Nashville. Nashville in Miami? you know? Do you really know the details? Let's not... No, 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 let's not even get into it. Because you don't know the details. I know you know the details, but... You don't know the details. <laughs> no, nah, who cares? You're having fun, you're good. My friend, my, my friend, the other day I saw this old guy, old buddy, and he, we started swapping bachelor party stories. I don't know why guys do this. Anyway, I told him mine, and he started his with... Well, you got to remember, this was before AIDS, and I knew. I knew right away, you're going to have a better story than I did. Yeah. Your ears perk up. Your ears perk up. When, When someone starts a story like that, even if it sounds boring, Did I ever tell you I went candle shopping in Vermont? Oh boy, I'm out This was before AIDS, I'm back in (laughs) Come over here, guys This is gonna have a twist (laughs) What happened in the candle shop? So good He's a weird dude, man He sends me these websites He sent me a website He's, he likes to send perverted websites. He sent this website: uh, uh, "Guys who can orally satisfy themselves." Yes. Yes. Pretty
2: clean. So yeah.
5: It's always like a mixed reaction. <laughs> there is, because women are like, hmm, and men are like, hmm. So you wonder. It's a conundrum. You don't want it. By the way, men. You don't want that. You don't want it. (laughs) You don't want it. Because, listen, how would we stop? Seriously, how would we stop? (laughs) We have so little self-control as it is. Your wife wouldn't go out in public. You. Every guy would have to wear the cone that dogs wear. (laughs) Before the wife would go out with you. And then they would share their horror stories. I took him to the bank without the cone. I turned my head for one minute. I, turned my
3: head. I don't That's understand it. He's an animal. Yeah.
5: I, I tried the pepper. The pepper doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: that's great! So good. Uh, why did you want to play that bit, Harrison? Because that was a
4: really graphic bit. Without him doing any of the work to make it graphic, he lets you do all the work. Uh huh. He just he just talked about a man's like men sucking themselves off. Never came even close to saying words like that. That's what that was about? (laughs) It's just like, I I don't understand. Like, he made it gross in your mind, but you are doing all the heavy lifting in terms of being (laughs) disgusting. Like he, Yeah, it gets as gross as you make it. Yeah. Because it's your imagination. And really, me, I made it gross. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But it's just... uh, I mean, it's, like, masterful about... Like, I'm more impressed with that type of joke writing in that kind of clean environment than anything, like... I, I'm so, like, Seinfeld would do. Mm-hmm. Like, Seinfeld might talk about, like, an observation about, like, a weird human behavior. Right. He could never do that. He could never do something like that. Or he would never want to, excuse me. Yeah. Like, that would never be something you'd tackle. And I'm so impressed that Ray Romano goes from an AIDS joke... To to a self-fellatio joke, mm-hmm. and at no point does he use any curse words or use anything that's vile or or off-putting, unless someone is like—you'd have to be pretty sensitive. Yeah,
1: if people—if somebody in the audience had a cone on—
4: Yeah, and AIDS. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't suck myself off because I'll give myself AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even—
1: Oh, science.
2: He says, orally satisfying themselves, and that's the only time— the act is mentioned. Uh-huh. And that's a funnier way to
4: say It's a funnier way to say it. Than give yourself a blowjob. Which, yeah.
2: that's the thing with clean is you, if you're put that restriction on yourself that you can't say a certain word, I've noticed you watch certain comics. They found a funnier term that they make up yeah. for it. Like uh, that every you could name a bunch of comics. There's just they have a because I can't say this word. I've created my own word. Uh-huh. But there's this. He's saying the technical term. Yeah, and it's funnier, and it's the only time he mentions it. So the rest of the joke, he's he's not saying it again. He doesn't yeah. say it again. He just you know what we're talking about. It doesn't have to be said again. Mm-hmm. And he never says yeah. So I caught my husband sucking himself off, himself off in the bank. I didn't even didn't, think right. about it. He never mentions that. That he never says it again. That no. is brilliant. Yeah,
1: they'll be swapping stories. Like yeah, he never stops. He won't stop. The age joke. Uh, it's never about
2: the disease. It's just how much of a buzz he actually is using the buzzword. The guy is, is his vantage. Like that's such a buzzword. We're all like, all right, we got to hear this. Yeah. It's never about the thing or, uh, anybody's a victim because they have it yeah it's you don't even have nobody has it in the joke
4: he also has that self repartee that's pretty impressive where it's like uh he's like i was in this candle store in vermont i'm out i this was before aids i'm back in (laughs) like that quick like uh, one person dialogue basically oh it's so great Um, that's really impressive also he says how horny men are by just going hmm like oh, that's he that's really yeah. like he he figures out a way to be like oh man we are disgustingly horny by just making a small sound of yeah. like guttural sound
2: there's another way to say things and he and he just showed you he like you said he told everybody men are horny by making one noise i also just realized
4: just now that you sound like vaguely like ray Romano. i know i'm very nasally
1: <laughs> i just realized that <laughs> he also employs uh, something I've been thinking about a lot Which is logical absurdity, which is a great dichotomy. Like absurdity, by definition, is not logical. Yeah. But you can take something that's super absurd, but make it logical within the world you're creating. So, like, it's absurd to have a dog cone on your oh uh, yeah on on your head as a grown human being. There's the visual again, right? And yet, within the realm that he just created, uh-huh. um, it makes total sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we uh, that's so much fun. Oh, it's great. And I also think like uh, having that sort of logical absurdity takes some of the 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 dirtiness away like mm-hmm. it, it's silly it's yeah. absurd, it makes sense, which is why it ends up being funny um, but it doesn't you're not you're sitting there laughing at how silly it is not there's no there's no real shock involved right you know?
2: yeah. yeah, I love it uh, he's one of my favorite comics. he's, he's like, so funny uh, he's one of the reasons I wanted to do it it's and this uh, that whole album I mean that whole hour. Uh-huh. It's it's jokes like that where he's only sort of dirty, yeah. it's as dirty as he gets as maybe he has to say the word. For
4: you know what. Work. You know, and also uh, if anyone hasn't seen this uh, special, I highly recommend it. Yeah, there's something so cool about how much better a special is when you see the audience mm. and you see reaction. And I think I it, like that it yes. doubles up even more when it's in a club. Oh yeah, yes. there's something yeah. about a comedy club and it's intimate. It's how comedy should be. Aziz Ansari just implemented this in his new special, The Walk to the Venue. A walk to the venue really sets it up because it really humanizes the comedian. Mm. It's like, look, he's just That's been getting done a lot, though. That's been done. I... Yeah. But yeah. it always works. I think it always heightens the uh the comedy show because like oh yeah it's just a person walking into the into a weird door in the back of a theater and there he is and then there's like fifteen thousand people sitting in front of him and i think what's cool about uh what we're talking about with clean comedy is that you see him from the walk from where i forget where he starts but it's a long walk and he's talking to the camera yeah and it's like you kind of see his cleanliness just like on the street of course as well, which is kind of another element of like, this is just him.
2: There's no, I love the man so much. Yeah. You listen to Ray in interviews and you can, and it shows in the walk. He's very down on himself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, which helps with the queen comedy is, is never coming from a cocky, arrogant
1: point of view. Yeah. Self-deprecation is super safe. Yeah. Yeah. So, Another example of orgasm yeah. joke where he, um, it's the candle store, and it's, yeah. you know exactly what he's gonna say, and we're just like, come on,
3: yeah, oh, yeah. say it, to yeah. say yeah. it, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. This is before AIDS. Boom, yeah, huge laugh. You know, you, there's no surprise. He does. It's not even how he does it. Mm-hmm. In that case, it's just that he says it. Yeah. You know? That's so funny. I think those are there's there's something really special about those jokes oh, to me. They're fantastic. Yeah, because they, they completely break joke format. There's they do. No, there's yep. no surprise. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly like right. you're saying. There's no surprise. There was in this case there's there's contrast, but we already know what the contrast is. Yeah. yeah. Candle store uh, before AIDS story. <laughs> um, we already know. We know everything. There's nothing new. Yeah. Also, he uses a lot of repetition. I've yes. noticed that he'll he'll say a short phrase and he'll say it again. How can we stop? How do we stop?
3: Mm-hmm. Right. And he yeah. does that
1: a lot. Oh, yeah. So and I, I'm thinking about trying to implement that more. I th- yeah, it's just so useful. Why do you what, why
2: is it useful? Well, I mean, it's like this is my point. This is my point. And I'm proving my point with everything that follows this mm-hmm. state like that. Chris Rock is the mother right. the brainchild of, or whatever you want to say. The poster boy of this. He makes sure we all know, hey, this is our theme you for you to
1: love this joke we got to know where i'm going coming uh-huh. from and also there might be a smaller reason too because if you because then it if you say that you say uh, How would we stop? How would we stop? Then you say something else. Yeah. You're building in almost like a rhythm, a pattern. Yeah. One, two. Yeah. Here's the third thing. One, two. Here's the third yeah. thing. Yeah. To, to create and maintain a level of pacing.
2: Yeah. And for Ray, he's presenting the, this would be a problem. So, so there's a little bit of uh, chaos to it. How will we stop? How will we stop? This would happen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's anxiety to it.
1: Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm really thinking about like going back through my material and seeing where I can um, repeat the yeah. important part because uh, I don't do it because of word economy because I'm trying to shorten of things. Course. Um, but I actually think I'm doing myself a disservice by not ever repeating the important points. There's too much trimming, and then there's. Too little trimming It's it's all yeah, We gotta yeah, We all have to
2: figure it out yeah. I, I'm still trying to
1: I love the Mark Norman thing It's the absolute best I absolutely love it Where he's just like uh, He's like Well you just You, you keep whittling <laughs> You yeah. whittle And then you, you get down to it And then it breaks yeah, right? And then you yeah. Go one step back Yeah <laughs> That's great
4: This next clip Is uh is Nate Bargazzi, And he's talking about The murdering of prostitutes Cleanly Cleanly <laughs> Somehow
6: <Ooh. laughs> I don't know if anybody's like a prostitute here. Oh, <laughs> some of you, most of you, all, right. all of you. Oh, all right. Uh. Hold
1: on. I just have to take a second for that.
3: What? I just He's what? already
2: making it silly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. 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 Like are
4: it's... any of you prostitutes? He's already making it inclusive to the audience that they're on board. Yeah. Like, he's like, you're already on the journey. I already put you in the journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, in such a lighthearted, silly way.
1: Yes. Here's the dark topic that's super taboo for our our culture. Yeah. uh, That's going (laughs) to trigger some people and then immediately (laughs) backpedaling.
2: And, like, uh, thrusting everybody into the topic in the I don't want to offend almost satiring I don't want to offend by Mm -hmm. saying hey is anybody a prostitute? Uh, like I don't want to offend most of you all of us okay
4: good perfect then we can talk about it god damn
6: Uh, (laughs) uh, if uh, here's a like uh, it's a rough time for prostitutes because uh, one the economy is not that good and if you're a prostitute in New York uh, you're getting murdered so that that's a lot too you know, but if I was always th- like, they did just have a bunch of prostitutes murdered in New York, and I was thinking like, when a cop goes and f- walks up on someone that's been killed, it sucks because you have to go. I mean, the person's dead. That's like, but then you got to go tell the family, and that's like horrible news. But if it's a prostitute, that's even it's double the bad news. You know, their, their family doesn't know they're a prostitute, so you got to go up and be like, oh yeah, your daughter's dead, and it wasn't going that good to begin with. She was a prostitute, so yeah. So, but I thought about it I like, go, alright If you have to do that I think the best way To go about it Is like you should open, Like when you go to the door Open with the prostitute thing Kind of get the ball rolling A little bit You know You're like, look sir I hate to say this But you're, you know, your daughter Was a prostitute Because then the father is going. Every father's going to Freak out And be like I can't believe I'm going I'm to kill her And you're like Oh, that's, in, that's actually oh, that a, That's crazy That you brought that up and, uh, that's right, I'm not, Ha, ha, ha.
4: That's great. <laughs> the, you, oh god, he does have the most hidden, best hidden punchlines. You yeah. just never. Oh yeah. yeah. He has no yeah. cadence. You that monitor like uh, that mimics any comedian I've ever heard before.
1: I've been obsessing over trying to figure out how he does it for two, or three years now. I yeah. still have no fucking. You guess. just yeah. get
4: just <laughs> give up and enjoy it. He's one of those guys. I
1: will never give up. <laughs> <laughs> but you will enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: He's the mo- he's one of my favorites by by a lot. It's but, such
2: um, a great bit because it's like. We're not even joking about the situation isn't the isn't prostitution or even that they're being murdered. The situation is, how do I talk to this family? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I,
1: I think that's why it's clean. Yeah. And yeah. uses the awkward, We're talking about the awkward situation. Family humor. I mean, family humor is a mainstay yeah. of clean comedy. Yeah. How oh. have we not touched on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we'll get
3: into it. We, <laughs> yeah.
1: But like, uh, yeah, it's... That's a good point.
2: I can't believe we didn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> didn't
1: cover it all.
2: I tried yeah. to brush it off, but we'll get into it. I'm yeah. like, well, oh, no, that's everybody. Well,
4: episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, a few yeah. Back yeah. If you back if you wish we did.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because, like, you're looking at it, oh, this is such dark topics, but then you listen to it, and you're like, oh, yeah, it would be awkward to tell this
1: family two bad things mm-hmm. at once, mm-hmm. and that's so funny. It's like – um and I'm, I'm going to be such a hypocrite when I do this now, but, uh, so, uh, Rick and Morty, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Rick and Morty is a wonderful show. It's a cartoon and horrible things happen in it. Nonstop. Yeah. yeah. But it's not about any of that. It's not even about it being a sci, a sci-fi, super science, uh, mad genius grandfather and, uh, and, and his grandson. It's not about the mad scientist part of it and the interdimensional travel. None of that. It's not about any of that. It's about the family dynamics of a dysfunctional mm. alcoholic family. Yeah. Uh, and that's what makes it so powerful as a show. Yeah. Um, and that's what works here. You have this whole, you have the, it, like, everything about this, this joke in terms of uh, uh, the topic would be really hard to get past, like, probably standards and practices. Yeah. I would bet. Mm-hmm. But it's not even a joke about any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, so great. Uh, yeah.
2: It's so, uh, you can find, you can look at, uh, not to be—this sounds sappy. He's looking at this darkest thing and finding the lightest part of it. Yeah, the lightest.
1: Yeah. And actually, if, in a way, it's it's just a good news, bad news joke. Yeah,
2: but the topic itself is misdirection. The joke is yes. misdirection because yes. we he mentions prostitutes, murder, and cops, and we're like— everyone's going Ooh. to their assumptions immediately. And it gets really quiet by the way. Yes. It gets really quiet. It's a lot of like tense silence. Oh yeah. yeah. And then he's like, but look at this. And we're laughing twice as hard cause we didn't see it coming. Uh, Angle-wise, mm-hmm. and then obviously the punchline is funny and it's on its own. We all know what it's like to be like, oh fuck, I have bad news
4: to give someone, and it's usually not their daughter was murdered and they're yeah, a prostitute, yeah. but it's like it's like, oh, I bought you the wrong grilled cheese sandwich, but I did drop it on the way here, so let's just lead with like, uh, it wasn't the kind of sandwich you, you liked. <laughs> but that's okay because I lost it anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it uses that kind of uh, logic that everyone you know can. Empathize with using uh, to describe the scenario.
1: Would a Booker, uh, because his manner is clean? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's uh, you, you call it folksy. Yeah, it's not. It's not harsh. It's not sharp.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, it's 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 very um, non-threatening. Will they Salt give of the more of, a, of more latitude? Do you think because of the way it's delivered? I think. Mm.
4: I don't think he'd upset like a Christian audience with this because of the way he is.
2: <laughs> yeah, corporate audience? Well, uh, oh, man, corporates like that's just back to what we were talking about before. It's all depending on the people's uh-huh. in- interpretation of clean. But for a club, and they, if he had to be on a clean show and he did this joke, I think he'd be safe. Yeah, I think I think you're fine, right? Uh, Look at it. I did it, and all your requirements. And you th- you think it's about the- even if somebody's like that's about murdering prostitutes, well yeah that's in the joke. But the subject I'm really saying is how uncomfortable it is to deliver bad news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You like package the
1: joke yeah. perfectly. Oh for yeah, his it's, yeah. It's perfect. And yeah. at the base of it, it's a pun. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a pun it's like it's kill as in like i'm gonna really read her the riot act she shouldn't be doing that and murder
4: yeah
3: (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. oh oh that's
3: funny (laughs) that you say that right
4: i love that that like little like he is uh because he seems so deadpan at first glance but he does have these like uh really silly just like Inherent ways of saying things that do that are charismatic but in the way that he is. Yes. Is yes like very, yeah. He's not like, whoa. Yeah. Captain yeah. understatement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Captain Oh, for sure. <laughs> captain Understatement. That'd be a good <laughs> yes. two, good children's comic book. I was just thinking of Captain Underpants, so yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we
1: here to save the day? Well,
4: uh, <laughs> maybe put a dent in the day I mean you know
1: that's uh mm. yeah. <laughs> let's
0: see what we're we gonna can do, do our do. best How let's
1: about see tax? what we can do before lunch yeah
0: <laughs> come on let's talk about sex do
1: you want to listen to the Colbert
4: I kind of want to uh, do you want to listen to Colbert? whatever do you want to listen to your nationally televised
1: bit Stephen oh, yeah, you thing? ego-filled <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> This next bit is by Stephen Rogers. Super excited to hear it. He's just—you can come out from under the table. He's dude. literally I'm hiding, hiding yeah. behind the microphone. Right.
2: <laughs> you know the nation
1: saw this, Are you right? cold? Yeah. Why are you shivering?
2: <laughs> yeah, the nation was fine with it. I'm worried about you, too. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All
4: it's right. funny that, you know, John Mulaney once had a quote. Where he was like, I wish there's things that— the, the the, um, the world could see That my parents couldn't
3: ha! Nah.
1: It's the
2: perfect That's way To funny. be a comedian
1: Yeah Alright Oh and um, do, do you want to say Anything about it Before we do it
2: um, These are uh, Jokes Jokes uh, That uh, you know Come of Yeah uh, Yeah <laughs> I'll yeah,
1: It'll be better afterwards Yeah okay Just cool. watch the Colbert All Please right. This is on The Late Show With Stephen Colbert It's Stephen Rogers The title of it is Has a Better Name Stephen Rogers Has a Better Name For Anxiety Yeah <laughs>
2: I I get a lot of stress from my family. My brother just got arrested for selling weed. And my mom is devastated because he's her dealer. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm the favorite again, so that's
3: good.
2: (laughs) My mom's been a pothead my entire life, and I never knew that growing up because she would only smoke inside the house when my aunt was around. So I just thought that was old lady smell. (laughs) Then my aunt passed away Could still smell it in our house So I thought she was haunting
3: us
2: (laughs) I ran up to my mom's room I was like oh my god Aunt Jackie's here And she's a ghost And my mom was high She was like she is (laughs) Hide the Doritos
4: can you pause it for a second? Yeah. I was wondering, what is it like? Because I know there's like an in-studio person being like, applause break. Is there? I don't know. No, there
2: wasn't there. There wasn't.
4: They just do that. Are you required to say there wasn't?
2: <laughs> uh, it's one of the few things I'll admit it because that I'm some, proud of.
4: Because sometimes the way they do it in in studio audience thing is so much like it's so different than in a club or in a, in a bar show where it's just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> and then it kind of
2: quits. I wish it. This isn't this is only gonna sound bad. Uh <laughs> I wish it sounded like it did when I was there uh-huh. because I didn't wanna stop. I have more to that joke that doesn't go as well because they clapped. I was just thinking that's why
1: I've I was wondering. This. I've heard from a few different people that they don't mic the audience. Um, uh, aggressively at, at the Colbert studio.
3: They,
2: yeah. I wish it sounded as, it, it still sounds good. I'm, I'm happy with it, but sounded there's like a, quite a bit of people applauding. Yeah. You know, so. But there was a point where I'm about to do the next line and that applause break doesn't sound as, as swift as it did. In, in the moment, It cuts the
4: bit in half. In, in the a the moment, that it, it hurts just a bit. hit
2: me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, I have to stay in this bit because if if you watch it, I'm like looking yeah. freaked out." Uh-huh. There was nobody that was egging them on, and, and really there was more joke to be told. Yeah, so I I've never gotten applause break at that part ever well, when I've done it, and so it took you by surprise. It, I was like, "Oh, they." I'm glad you love it. This is great. They're really digging this joke, but uh, I don't know if the rest of it's going to work now cuz momentum's off. Uh-huh.
4: Melanie has a story about that having a line that Pete Holmes would always be like you got to keep this line in even though it doesn't get what we think it deserves. Yeah. And then on Conan when it it got an applause break <laughs> and it was like, "See? You got to keep it in." Wow. But I was saying, what I guess you answered my question before I asked it, which was when they do that, that must be kind of either scary or frustrating. Because you know you it it kind of fucks with the fluidity right. or freaks with the yeah. fluidity yeah. of uh, of your set.
2: I wanted a like I've loved late night. I'm obsessed with late night stand up. Yeah, and uh, I wanted one really bad. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin, who had done it earlier, she's like, "Man, they really throw you off. Applause breaks throw you off." And I'm like, "I would, I just you know." I watch my heroes do it. It would be so. It would be cool if I got one. Uh-huh. And then I got one. I'm like, man, the rest of this joke's gonna
1: stink. Then, <laughs> so you have all this experience in theaters. Yeah. So I bet you were more prepared for this format than people who have just been doing clubs and I bars. Agree. And yeah, yeah, I
2: definitely was because I'm used to a balcony, which mm-hmm. people. Don't even think about.
4: Yeah, you were playing to it, I believe. I you're
2: you're looking up quite a bit. I'm a firm believer of no, don't ignore any part of the room. Mm, So, even though the audience at home doesn't see the balcony, I do, and they're people, and I need their laughs. Yeah. So you look at everyone.
4: Yeah. So do you? Do you? Are you a big waver?
1: Waver upper?
2: I like. ah, I just look at. I feel like I'm already waving with by looking at them.
1: Uh huh. Well, let's, um, let's keep going.
2: Yeah, nobody ever told me my, my entire life. Nobody told me. I think it's because my mom was high and she thought it was hilarious. Yeah, she was like, this is Steven. He smells dead people. <laughs> Our kid's a weirdo. I, uh, I'm, I'm jealous of smokers because uh, I have social anxiety and smokers can leave a party or a conversation whenever they want to. Nobody asks them any questions. <laughs> That's amazing to me. I just tell people I'm a smoker now. I was at this party. This guy kept talking to me all night. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to go outside and smoke. He was like, ah, I'll join you. (laughs) I was like, well, I'm going to go smoke crack. Uh, (laughs) In case you're still interested, I'm going to call the cops on myself. (laughs) I would rather serve time than talk to you.
3: Uh,
4: I love that bit. I think every smoker does love that bit. And I just quit smoking and it made me sad (laughs) because I was like, oh, right. I'll have to just keep talking to people. (laughs) I won't have that heart that way out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a – yeah. I could hear it when you said – you said it fucked with the second half of that bit, or that, yes. the last part of the bit. I could hear it in your voice. You're being like, this "Yes, this isn't going to go this way. And same. then
1: um, they, they call, there's a, a word, uh, parapraxis. Is I, just listened to a I, podcast that you, that you, about it. That you I'm me. the one that told you to listen to. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're all in the know. The oh, Elvis right? yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the I, all I love parapraxis. So yeah. So and you it. you had like this parapraxis moment where you had you stumbled just for a second on this thing you've run over and over and over again because you stopped thinking about what you were doing, and you started thinking about what was happening,
3: mm. right? Was, is, that, is that fair yeah, to say?
1: It's 100% fair.
2: It's so fascinating to see it play out. Uh, if you yeah. watch me, my face, yes, I smile because I know, well, I'm going to do it, but it's not going to do as well as it mm-hmm. does normally yeah. when you have— it's start to
1: finish. So, and just to be clear, so that the, the listeners know that what we're talking about, uh, parapraxis is an error in speech, memory, or physical action that occurs due to the interference of an unconscious, subdued wish or an internal train of thought. Yeah. Yes. Right? And yeah. then you have this train of thought, right? Where you're just like, that's new. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's the only time in that whole set where I'm pulled out of the moment. This is probably
4: the most professional performance of a late night set of yeah. any of our like oh, close you. contemporaries. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah. Because I was I was like, oh he's got like like already has in studio chops, which yeah. is something that's really hard to do. Right. You know it was it was also very interesting because Caitlin did this podcast before she did Colbert. Right. Um I'd like to say they're connected. Um, I'm just. just, They have your uh, your stickers in the green room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. they only they only come to us. Yeah, Um, (laughs) but uh, I remember because I. Cause it was cool because I saw you guys as sets together and I know you guys do a lot of shows together yes um, and uh, have sets together. Yes. Um, but, um Oh, I thought you said sets, but now I know what you said. I said, no, I said, sets.
1: I get introduced and I, I asked them to say the popular podcast, let's talk about sets, about comedy. Oh. And people are like sex, huh? Every fucking Every time. time they can't hear and it. And everyone
4: that brings us on stage is like sets, S C T S. Yeah. Not sex. But I was watching U2's uh, Colbert's back to back and I was like, this is so cool because the way you're doing it is kind of has that old school like Carson feel. Oh, yeah. And the way yeah. she's attacking it is cool, too. But it's something I haven't seen, which is like she's doing it like it's a club set yeah. in this interactive way where she's Loved like at, talking to people, yeah. which I really haven't seen out of any late night sets in yep. a long time. Yeah. besides like Rory Scovel.
2: That's something to talk to her about for sure. Uh I don't want to speak on her behalf. But she, I got to see that live. I was behind. We just started, oh, really. Like we just started talking. Does and she, she beat
1: you if you get if you speak on her. Like, uh,
2: well, it's <laughs> it's a it's a fun story. Her Colbert experience is a fun story. Yeah, and I don't want to be the one that ruins it, uh-huh. uh, but because uh, I'll clean it you have up. The beatings, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes I like them. But anyway, <laughs>
3: uh,
2: <laughs> she, um, I was backstage because I was one of her green room guests. You Made a sex joke. Yeah, that's a good one. It's clean. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, clean. I was one of her green room guests and uh unfortunately we didn't get to watch from the audience so mm-hmm. but i watched from backstage and the roar of that crowd yeah she destroyed we were all crying everybody back there was crying amazing it was, she killed mm-hmm. you guys had, her right
4: or because you love her I oh
2: can't. yeah well no i was laughing because i mean i was crying because i was like she's like we all we all know the person's got <laughs> because if you're happy for
4: her yeah yes, yeah yes. Oh, oh i couldn't tell when if you, you were like somebody's laughing late too.
2: night You know most of the time, because we're comics, we know, oh, this person's good. We knew that already. But when you watch them pull it off, because it's something different, it's Mm -hmm. totally different. Uh, It's it's amazing. It's an incredible feeling to watch somebody you care about or somebody you really respect uh, kill it. And it was really fun. Uh, And she didn't go to mine. Anyways... uh, (laughs) shade yeah. throne
1: <laughs> uh, i'm kidding.
2: she was on, on the, the road, road. Yep. yeah
1: yeah i know <laughs> i knew
4: yeah. what was happening yeah yeah. yeah yeah
1: i am curious about your preparation for this well that's what i
2: think affected my ability to write clean is uh i want to do late night i love late night and i every one of the people every one of the sets i watched when i was like you know how they say watch comedy to get better Yeah. i would always watch late night yeah. cuz that's where you get jokes mm-hmm. and uh I think that affected how I write. I think I write very late night y jokes. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully more current <laughs> than back then. <laughs> yeah. But um, as far as preparation, I believed in I believe in no mic because you're the only person. Joe List told me this. Uh, no microphone. Thank you for the name drop. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to give him credit.
4: Okay. Regan and uh, Joe List. All right. Uh, no, yeah. No. Anyway, so dude. I was
2: hanging out with Tracy Morgan and Seinfeld, <laughs> and Joe List was talking to us. Uh, but Joe List said he was like,
0: "Guys, can I hang out with you?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, "Okay, Joe."
2: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever.
4: <laughs> There's no room for you, Joe. <laughs> well, good Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm gonna
4: get everybody pregnant. Wow!
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, uh, oh, man. Uh, really got the ball rolling on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jola said, if you look at a late night show, the entire show from start to finish, no one has a microphone. But a com- if the comedian comes out with the microphone, they're the only person that's holding a microphone. Interesting. And also, if you look at the people in late night holding a microphone, the microphone is gigantic. It's, it's like a poofy mic. It's a huge mic. It's kind of like it's got a huge. Oh, to stop for as a pop filter. It's right. Huge. Yeah,
1: it's like gigantic. Right, the foam on it. Is it the to, foam to is to stop
4: the plosives from. Orny hitting. Adams did Conan kind of recently, and he he had like something messed up with it, and he was like, "This doesn't even work anyway." And then he, and, but it's then not on. Kept, it's not on. It's not
2: on. It's weird. You got a lav mic. Interesting. You got yeah. a lav
1: mic anyway. So wait, I want to hear the rest of this. So
2: you're you're the only one with a microphone. You're the only one with a microphone, so it looks kind of weird. Uh-huh. Because you you got to think there's some people that watch it that may, may have never watched stand-up
3: mm, yeah. or
2: didn't realize that other than the five famous people, other people do stand-up. Yeah. So... It is awkward also to watch somebody walk out with a microphone because nobody in stand-up does that. It's Mm -hmm. waiting for them Mm -hmm. in the stand. There are some people I've seen do late nights with the mic in the stand. They take the mic out of the stand and put it next to Uh, them. So what's the point of having it? Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with no microphone. Also, I talk with my hands. Uh, I'm sure that has been clear. Yeah. yeah. uh, Do you use a lav at the theaters? No, but I loved... Loved running the set with no microphone. Uh huh. I love no microphone. Um, I would go to open mics and I would, I would do my entire set, but not the Colbert. I would do all my new jokes with no microphone. Mm-hmm. So I got used to just no microphone, but I also didn't bore comics with hearing the set over and over. Yeah. And, over. and uh, then if I did clubs and I was running it, I would put the mic in the stand mm-hmm. and just do no microphone.
1: A huge thanks to Steve. No, not Steve. Steve. <laughs> <What>? Steven. <laughs> Steven. It's to, to Mr. Rogers. To Mr. <laughs> <laughs> huge thanks to Mr. Rogers. Love
2: that show. <laughs> yeah, great, yeah. Great. Thank you for having me, guys. It yeah, was a lot of fun. This was so fun. This
1: was absolutely great. Uh, if you want to find out more about our guest, please head over to Let's Talk About Sets You can check out all the information in the show notes, there's links to stuff we talked about. We also have a lot more episodes organized by the themes and by the comedians that we discuss. You can get our episodes with relative frequency. <laughs> 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 uh, I would love it if it were every other week, but I can't quite make that work.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> by subscribing to the podcast, please do it now on Apple Podcasts or whatever other platform that you use. And special thanks, of course, to Ray Romano, Nate Bargazzi, and Ismo. And Brian Regan and Brian Regan. And oh Brian yeah, that Regan. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Brian Regan.
4: We, uh, yeah, we meet him. Beat him. <laughs> yeah, we played him before and yeah. we'll play him again. Oh, he's yeah, the, he's one of the greats.
1: And of course, as always, a huge, just warm, wet thanks to Salt and Peppa yes, for not do. destroying my life. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, they <laughs> haven't done it. Parody that is totally fair use. And uh, yeah, yeah, right. awesome. Let's thanks. Bye
4: guys. Bye. Sets.
3: Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets.